Welcome to another episode of MGTOW Ramblings. Thank you for joining me once again. And as always, hoping you are looking after your wealth and your health. Your health and your wealth. I say that as an older man uh, with a few health issues going on. So health. As promised in the last vlog, I uh, <laughs> said I was going to come back and do a vlog about a funeral that I had to go to. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people will say this is a terrible thing to do, talk about somebody who's died like this. Um, but nevertheless, I have to uh, talk about my experiences in the hope that it might help others. Uh, and, yeah, this is another um, downside of being married, actually. Um, which I, you know, really, I don't really hear a lot of people talk about. Um, but in-laws, in-laws. Um, and so this blog is going to call be called Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. In a comedic sort of attitude, really. And I, I hope this raises a few chuckles with you, this blog. Um, everybody laughs about the mother-in-law. Everybody, yeah, you know, the jokes, mother-in-law jokes. Um, Les Dawson, you know, fantastic comedian here in the UK. In the... Uh, 80s, uh, really fantastic about mother-in-law jokes. So go on YouTube if you if you want to have a good chuckle. Um, so often, often, you know, you, you get into a relationship uh, and you have to meet the parents. Um, and of course, on the face of everything, everything's happy and fine. Everything's great and fine and dandy. You know, you're you're having this happy relationship with this girl, and you're both very happy with each other at this point. Um, you just started dating. You started, uh, well, I say dating. I mean, obviously, the word dating can be exchanged for having sexual intercourse. Basically, we're having a sexual relationship. People say dating. And that's what really gets me. People say, oh, I'm dating. Well, that means what I'm really doing is I'm humping. Um, yeah, so, you know, you meet the parents. Um, and if you go forward and capitate and marry, you, you end up in a relationship with the parents for, for sake. I mean, it doesn't get much worse. I mean, some people do have great relationships with their in-laws, some. But on the whole, I think the um, in-laws are quite problematic. Um, and even to the point of your own family can be problematic, let's face it. Let's face it. I mean, lots of us have problems with our own damn families. You know, um, so what are the chances you're getting on well with another family, possibly? 
you know, nine times out of ten, these in-laws or these, uh, you know, these in-laws of hers, they're critical of you. They're critical of you. They're looking for things to sort of throw at you, to sort of be critical of you, because obviously they want the best for their offspring, and so they they like to sort of be bitchy um, and talk down, talk you down behind your back. And I've experienced this with my in-laws. You know, the they they they'll happily talk you down because they wanna. You know, they they don't really like their child being taken away from them in some way. So they they can quite often be quite critical of you and quite um, abrasive, let's put it that way, abrasive, which is, again, what I experienced. So, yeah, I mean, this is just just another reason why you would never get married, why you would never into a long-term relationship, really. Um, sovereignty is all, I believe. Sovereignty is powerful. And, you know, even when you're at home with your parents, you haven't got sovereignty. And quite often, you go from your parents into a relationship, you get married, and you still haven't got sovereignty. So you go from one weak position to another, often. That's what happened to me. Um, So, yeah, I do feel very envious of guys not being married and in in a long-term relationship. I do, because I I constantly beat myself up of about the times that I could have had and the great, sort of, uh, wonderful um, experiences and times I could have had. But there we are, there we are. Um, so, that, yeah, that, that going back to my mother-in-law. Um, of course, when I first met her, she seemed very nice and very friendly. And she was. She was a lovely lady on the whole. Um, but, of course... They like to dig and they like to find fault with you because you're dating their daughter and they like it to sort of be catty and an actual fact. Quite a lot of women don't like it that they see their daughter happy sometimes and that's, that plays out sometimes. Um, you know, they do things that they can to sort of sabotage it So, you know, as being married for all these years, I've seen all of these sorts of things happen. And as you go on, um, you sort of have this sort of, I would say, frosty, at best, relationship with the in-laws, both her mother and her father. It's frosty, at best, a lot of the time. Um, Yeah, and, you know, people do put effort in and they do try and have, good relationships with in-laws, but I would say on the whole, you know, on the whole, it's pretty frosty. So you end up having these family gatherings. 
Christmas, for example, birthdays. And you say, you have to put up with these individuals that are rather frosty to you. Uh, and you've, you've got the, your guard up against them as well. Um, and then they can be, they be, can be critical and, and uh, make rude comments, disrespectful comments about you. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's often, often a time and not good. Um, you know, looking back, it was definitely frosty, the relationship. Um, and of course, the more you get involved with the, the girl, the more you get involved with the relationship, the more you get involved with the shenanigans of the parents, actually. And the more that affects you and your relationship, possibly. And, you know, you get involved with family gatherings that you don't really want to be at. You know, you, you get involved with their extended family gatherings you don't really like. You, don't, you just sort of grin and bear it. A lot of the time. Let's face it, guys. Um, and so, yeah, this, this, this uh, woman, she had a very difficult life, really. And this is part of the red flags that I missed, really. This is what I'm talking about, all of this. All of the red flags that were there that I didn't even, even, even look at or think about. Uh, so, for example, um, she was very sort of uh, odd behaviour. When I started a relationship with my wife, she was, you know, when I was in her property, um, she would sort of um, be overly, and the father too, actually, were overly concerned about the cleanliness. Uh, and, you know, do sit there, oh no, don't sit there, sit there. Uh, and there was a time when I was invited for a Sunday lunch. Um, and the Sunday lunch was supposed to be at a certain time and it never really appeared. And she she was in the kitchen. Um, God knows what she was doing. And it went on and on and on and never actually got the meal. Eventually it turned up, but not after many hours. And, you know, there's some funny some sorts of behaviour like that. Um, there was a dog involved there. There was a, she had this uh, dog, uh, was crappy little Jack Russell, um, uh, and actually, you know, the the dog took on sort of neurotic behaviour. I think this is what happens with dogs; they they become neurotic because of the owners. Uh, and I think she spoiled this dog, and it became more and more badly behaved and there's a parallel really where she was very I believe she was very spoiled in childhood that's the only explanation I can come to because all through her life she was very materialistic and she viewed um, you know things that she wanted to be richer than she really was she wanted to have this uh, 
thing that she wanted only quality things which is great but she only she didn't want anything that wasn't of the highest possible quality so she had good taste um, and she she was a good poet uh, and actually a little bit of a red flag really uh, artistry poetry a little bit of a red flag, I think, in a woman. Um, yeah, I'm being critical here, extra critical, I suppose, but I'm just going through my experiences. Um, so she she was a very very sort of spoiled, um, you know, she uh, thought she could have the best of everything. She only wanted the best of everything. So she ended up with some really lovely possessions and really quality things, you know, but nine times out of ten it wasn't her paying for these things. It was her chump husband that she met. Um, it, my, my wife's original father. Uh, and actually, another red flag, he was younger than her which is um, quite an odd dynamic actually uh, we know and so yeah I mean this this uh, marriage went from bad to worse really and of course a great red flag you know really being involved with a girl who's got parents from a broken home or you know single parents is such a massive no, no, it really is, uh, because I think they, they do um, have a lot of emotional issues. And they may be even, uh, the, the daughter might even be anti-male because of what, have, you know, the, the father did. Um, anyhow, my wife's... Um, mum uh, married uh, this very sort of um, very alpha type of guy um, he was a sort of teddy boy and he was you know he was a very sort of alpha a very you know it would be uh, you know he did boxing he was very uh, capable of being a fight for example and he was very very confident uh uh, and in actual fact, I know now that he had his own issues too. Um, which is probably a, another another completely different blog. But anyway, carrying on. Um, the, obviously, there were problems in the home, and he couldn't stand it any longer, and he left the home. And he left, and my wife was at a very crucial age. She was about 11. Um, and so I believe that she did, in fact, um, have a lot of, uh, you know, my wife, I believe she had a lot of guys before she met me. Of course, I never will find out the truth, of course, but you never know. It's all very 
it's a cloak and dagger, of course, but you'll never know. But there's little signs there you can pick up. Um, so, yeah, this, 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 uh, this mother-in-law, she uh, attempted suicide. And again, being a total utter pleb and fool, I thought, oh, that's sad. Oh, that's really sad. And, oh, what happened then? Oh, she, she couldn't cope without my dad. She could... So basically, her dad was the alpha male, the alpha widow, and she tried to commit suicide. And my wife, <clears throat> her daughter, found found her and had to call the ambulance and she, she saved her. I think she overdosed. Um, so, you know, all of this, all of these massive red flowers going on, guys, I mean, um, being such a pleb and being sort of so grateful to actually have a girlfriend, you know, you, you sort of were willing to sort of put up with all sorts of terrible rubbish. And I do believe that, you know, young men now in a situation as it is, they'll, if they haven't had a girl, they'll be so grateful, they'll, they will do this and put up with all sorts of crap. So I think at these times it's very crucial to have people like me making, um, you know, blogs like this to make sure that young guys are very, very, uh, against getting into all of this business. Um, uh, and, and so, yeah, I think she was a very difficult woman in, in fact, uh, on the whole, a very, very, you know, she, not only the best would do, um, and, uh, it just got worse as she got older. Uh, she got more eccentric. Um, and she had sort of another dog, one that died, another one, and that was neurotic as well. Um, you couldn't go in the house in the end. The dog would, would be barking the house down. You just couldn't go near the house. The dog would start barking even before you get got near the front door. Um, and, and she lived in this rented place that they originally rented, and in actual fact, she rented this place on all totally for a period of 60 years before she passed away. Um, and, 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 you know, she, she, what happened in the interim, I don't know, but she met another male, and in the end, she ended up marrying this guy. He was a sort of like a fool guy, um, you know, perhaps a little bit, a uh, bit of a mummy's boy. Um, he hadn't had many relationships again, so felt this was a good idea. There was no red pill in those days, so I think they were about. Uh, again, he was younger than her, uh, and they met uh, when they must have been. In their mid thirties, I would think. And right from the start, it was bad, because she was an alpha widow. Uh, and so they, right from the off, they there wasn't really that much respect for him. 
And the arguments that they had, you know, they had terrible rows and arguments and she had no respect. He was never good enough. He was never as good as. And so they had these terrible rows. Eventually, at some, by some miracle, they got married. And it just made everything ten times worse. Um, uh, you know, the rows. Oh, God, you know. And then they got divorced. And um, such was this woman's spending patterns that she would easily spend hundreds of pounds in a supermarket. And so this is a sort of pattern that developed over the years that she felt necessary that she had to have the very best things and she used her husband's money um, and she would buy maybe, you know, couple of hundred pounds worth of food towards the end and she would have this thing where she would keep going to the supermarket and spending 150 pounds of food that when she was alone she was never going to eat she was never going to eat any of this food so a lot of it just went in the bin um, and the dog got the very best cuts of meat and all this sort of thing. So this, this poor hapless guy, bit of a mummy's boy, nice enough guy, nice guy, you know, the good guy. He moved out. He had the fortitude to find somewhere else to live. And so they, they remained friends. Um, and all this time she remained friends with her ex-husband, uh, you know, and that's a, you know, bizarre, really, really bizarre situation, um, really bizarre. Um, so, you know, at the, towards the end of her life, she became, uh, riddled with dementia or Alzheimer's or something, and, um, she very quickly went downhill. And so, you know, to actually uh, witness it was like um, being in the... one of these horror, horror stories. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> she was like a... Uh, you know, the sort of possessed by the the devil or something where you know she was so bad she was so bad she was swearing and you know effing and blinding every sentence uh calling people you know terrible names um really uh awful really awful um and where does the dementia start where does the personality come out I, it's a question, really. Um, where does the, the the personality end and the dementia start? So yeah, that was her downfall. Really, she she ended up living on her own, and she ended up uh, living in a terrible sort of state. Really, um, 
and uh, so yeah I could see all this happening and towards the end I didn't really want to visit the house the last sort of five or ten years or something five years I didn't want to visit her house it was just uh, you know the dog barking and it just wasn't really a very good idea so I didn't actually visit her um, she was uh, so badly behaved and so um, rude and nasty you know you couldn't you couldn't have a a reasonable conversation with her. Um, so it was like the film The Exorcist, where you know the the bit in the film where the little girl's head spins round. This was like that. She was, <laughs> she was really, really bad, um, really poor. Um, behaviour towards my wife uh, and of course my wife had to forgive her all and uh, she did, she forgave her um, but a lot of people wouldn't I mean, really bad behaviour anyhow so yes, this was the funeral I went to so now I want to talk about the actual funeral which is where I've been trying to get to after all this while Yeah, so, yeah, the funeral is like every other funeral I've been to so far. It's, you know, at a crematorium, um, you know, and this sort of motley group of uh, relatives turn up that you really, again, you don't want to see particularly. Um, and, of course, when you get elderly, when you get old, the, the fenders dwindle. They might have already passed away, so there's not that many people. Um, but actually, she she had quite a few people come there because I think people felt very sorry for her that she um, had these issues. Um, obviously, she'd made friends in her life, so she did have a few fair few friends there. But <clears throat> this is where I started seeing similarities between a funeral and a marriage. You know, as they say, the joke, you know, that the wedding is like a funeral with cake. So I had this in my mind, uh, so I was observing. And particularly observing my wife. And my wife was centre stage. Um, her husband was sort of a bit of an accessory, really. You know, the, the woman's, the mother-in-law's husband, he, he came along and he had been very supportive, but, you know, it was sort of like, the males there were sort of like an accessory. And the females all gathered together like they do at a wedding. And actually, you know, her all her not all her friends, but a lot of her friends came to support her. And one came, you know, from a long distance. And so it was it was much like she was at the centre of attention. My wife was the centre of attention again, like she was at the wedding. 
and you can see this sort of parallel in this that the, she was the centre of attention at the funeral as she was at the wedding and she was going around talking to everybody you know as a, uh, as a sort of a as though it was the wedding uh, and there was all these friends sort of gathering round her as of like the sisterhood Um, this sort of sisterhood became apparent as I was looking. Um, and, and she was sort of working these relatives, you know, convers having conversations with them all, making it into a sort of a real event. And they were the wait afterwards. It was a food and drink. Um, uh, and so I started thinking, yeah, there's, there's quite a few parallels here between a funeral and a wedding. And actually, the, the males at the funeral seemed to be, again, a bit of an accessory. It seemed to be centred in about the females there. Uh, and, and the centre of attention, my wife, the centre of attention. And she was quite enjoying it, I have to say. Just like a funeral, just like a wedding, sorry. Just like a wedding. So yeah, I'm glad to get that out of the way that day. And uh, every time I go to a funeral now, I'm thinking I'm just one step closer. It's a horrible feeling, horrible feeling. Once you get older, you start to feel that you're getting nearer. And when you go to a hospital, you feel like you're getting nearer the the end when you get older is horrible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all the more reason to make the most of your life when you're young. And really and truly, you really do. The decades just whiz by. They really do. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I hope this has helped some people out there and... Uh, you know, this is this is a sort of thing. Getting involved with indoors is is on the whole pretty dire. Uh, more reasons to be mixed out. Speak to you again. Bye for now.